Hello everyone and welcome to Activism Through Art. Hello everyone and welcome to the first ever episode of my new podcast, Activism Through Art. I'm your host, Alyssa Locke, and today I will be joined by the talented Akela Bird-Green. I hope you enjoy our conversation about how she portrays activism through art. Okay, uh, so Kayla, could you just tell me a little bit about yourself? You know, like what was it like for you growing up? Yeah, of course. So um, I grew up in San Bernardino, always went to school in San Bernardino, um, went to high school at Cajon, and I never actually um, did art or anything like that growing up besides like just for myself, like sometimes I'd like doodle in class, but I never really knew that I had the ability to like take art as seriously as like doing it as a career. So when I was um, like going through school and stuff like that, I was kind of just hoping that I would do like criminal justice and that I wanted to kind of like, um, I don't know, I wanted to use whatever skills that I had there because I always wanted to help people that were like less fortunate. So like I wanted to be like a homicide detective or I wanted to be like a forensic scientist. So I always knew that I wanted to like be like an advocate or like a voice for people that weren't able to. Um, and then I went to Cal State San Bernardino and I was doing criminal justice for like two years. And then I just started feeling like something wasn't really right. Like this wasn't really working out the way that I thought it was, I was it was supposed to be. And um, I said, you know what? Like, I really love art. Like, let me just try like a class and like see what happens. So I did like my first art class, my second year into college. And I fell in love. Like, I was like, okay, wait, like scratch the whole criminal justice thing. Like, we're gonna, we're gonna start all over. Um, luckily I had kind of started just with like all my GEs in college. So me switching over from criminal justice to art wasn't as bad as like a hit as I thought it was going to be. So like, I just started like course overloading everything. That's where I learned how to paint. Um, I really learned more about like color theory. Um, and then painting, um, I kind of started off with like acrylic paint and stuff like that. And then I realized that I really liked oil painting when I tried that for the first time. And then I was like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to like jump right into it, switch to major. And then um, I was still done with college in the four years that I was set to be there. Um, and then I met a friend who decided that he was going to try to go to Claremont Graduate University to go to school there um, and get his master's degree in studio art. So I said, hey, I'm just going to go with you to this open house. We'll see what happens. And I fell in love there, too. So I said, I'm going to go get my master's in painting. And that's what happened. So I graduated from CGU uh, in May of 2021 this year. And there's been a lot of stuff that's kind of happened in between all of that but that's kind of like where we are and like how it all happened so. yeah wow that's so cool congratulations thank you <laughs> like, just graduated that's awesome yeah like fresh freshly graduated freshly into you know the real world <laughs> <laughs> the real world um exactly. so uh what social problems do you tend to focus more on do you have like is it a group or do you tend to focus on like singular things yeah, so um, I tend to focus more on like my experience as a black woman and I feel like it's always been easier to kind of 
talk about things that you've experienced yourself. So um, I felt that there was a lot of injustices with Black women, especially in the art world, because um, this historically, we've always been depicted as like kind of these sexual creatures. Um, you know, there's paintings where you have like slave workers in the backgrounds of paintings, never in the forefront. Um, just not really positively represented. And also up until more contemporary um, artworks, uh, you know, you never really got to see a lot of color, a lot of vibrancy. So I focused to chose on those things. Um, and especially um, in our like political and social climate, um, you know, especially going through COVID, um, dealing with a lot of the protesting that was happening last year, I kind of took all of those things that were happening externally and I thought about what was happening internally with my feelings and the things that like my family was going through and my friends that were going through. Um, and I kind of mixed everything together and I decided to kind of do these paintings that represented the black woman as a figure in the forefront but without any clothing, no jewelry. Like, so I didn't want to talk about class. I didn't want to talk about what exactly like their bodies looked like to kind of, you know, get away from that overt sexualization that was happening and really just focus on the emotions that we were um, experiencing and getting the audience to um, just interact with that. So it's all about our facial features. It's all about what we're feeling, what we're portraying and things like that. Yeah, I love that. That is such a positive way to look at that. And I, I have seen um, my teacher showed me some paintings where, you know, you when you looked at the white people, you could tell so much just about their fabric or, you know, their jewelry. But they had one black woman there and you couldn't find out anything about her. And I love that you're trying to change that and inspire so many other young women, too. To do exactly. That. That's all that it's about. And it's just, you know, giving people a voice that may not have always had it. And if people uh, like my art and like to look at my art and I can express those things and, you know, maybe change someone's ideology about things like that. And even if it's just one person, I feel like I've done my job, you know? So yeah. just one person at a time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's all, that's all it takes sometimes. Uh, so mm -hmm. why did you choose to do like paintings? Because there's a lot of different types of arts, you know, there's film, music, dancing, but you know, you chose paintings and stuff. So why did you choose that? Right, painting, you know, that's a really good question. Um, when I was kind of doing art and kind of figuring out what I liked, I actually started out doing like these oil pastel drawings on canvas. And what I liked about that was it's kind of like coloring with like crayons, you know, like you can kind of blend stuff together a little bit, but there's like this kind of like grainy texture. And I found myself wanting to smooth out all the texture and I would like spend hours just trying to smooth everything out. And I was like, this isn't working. So then I kind of went to color pencil where I was able to blend things out a little bit more, but all of like the layering just took a really long time. And so when I finally had got to that college class where they introduced oil painting, I was like, whoa, like this is everything that I'm trying to do in one medium. Like I can paint, it's slow drying, so I can take as long as I need to in order to like perfect things. Um, that can kind of be a downside too, especially when I would just kind of like bust things out and just like hurry up and do things. But oil painting just really gave me like the opportunity to do what I was seeing in my head and really kind of portray the figures that I wanted like in a certain way. I could have probably tried to do it with acrylic paint, 
Um, but because it's fast drying, I don't really get that nice blend and seamless transition that I really like. But it's kind of funny because the way that I use oil paint is actually like people think like, oh, is this acrylic? Like this looks like an acrylic painting. I'm like, no, it's just the way that I like to blend things. So, you know, oil painting was just kind of like the medium for me. And that's why I chose painting. I like that. I probably would use acrylic. I do not have the patience for it. You know, it's, it's a little tough to get the hang of with oil painting. There is a slight learning curve, but you know, like once you figure out like what mediums you like to mix with and the way that you like to paint is actually really, really fun. And I highly suggest and recommend that everyone try it at least once. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to test it out. My family's very artsy, so. I'll oh, awesome. <laughs> Um, so what message do you wish for people, you know, when they look at your art to kind of take away? Yeah, um, I would say that an overall message is really just to kind of reevaluate the way that like we're perceiving things, whether it's in media, politically, socially, whatever, like it could even be like the way that you're looking at your neighbor. Um, just to really think about, you know, the things that people go through as a whole, you know, we've been through a lot just over the last two years and I feel like hopefully people are becoming a little bit more compassionate and um just really just to kind of like take like a deeper you know look into ourselves and and you know think like are we kind of perpetuating these stereotypes that are like more negative like are like what are we doing that that makes people maybe feel uncomfortable or you know or maybe not as um represented and just you know try to do better essentially <laughs> so just you know be aware of ourselves be aware of the things that we're thinking of other people and just taking that all in and saying maybe we could be a little bit nicer or you know like maybe i need to give out a helping hand a little bit more but yeah that's that's pretty much it yeah that's really kind that is something everyone i think should kind of take in and try to do that <laughs> out into the yeah. world <laughs> um <laughs> But so, like, speaking of all that, how did you really, like, get into activism or how did you, you know, start learning about your history and stuff like that? Yeah, it's been a wild ride with that. I, since I kind of had the social justice background or criminal justice background, I knew that I wanted to kind of maybe figure out a way to put my artwork out there in communities that maybe didn't necessarily see things like that. So being in San Bernardino, you don't really see too much art around just publicly. So I was hoping that there's maybe gonna be an opportunity where I'd be able to do some type of public art or something like that. But I just didn't really know when that opportunity would come or how it would come. And with all of the protesting that was happening last year in 2020, um, there was actually this really huge push for murals. And I thought, I like to paint large. I mean, like this is one of my canvases here. It's like almost as big as me. And I was like, okay, well, if I like to paint large and I can kind of get through things pretty quickly and I know how to use a little bit of spray paint, I was like, maybe I can just like maybe find a mural and help with that. So um, there was an open call for a mural and it was a tribute to John Lewis, um, superb activist, um, just civil rights activist, just all around incredible person. And um, I was like, hey, I'll reach out for this open call. And, you know, they just need like a lending hand. So I, I can paint. So I'm just going to go for it. And um, I gave them a call and I came out and they're like, okay, like, 
you know, we don't really want too many people that don't know what they're doing to like help on this project, but like, let me see some of your work. And I showed them and they were like, okay, wait, like you're not like just some girl that's like, hey, I want to paint. Like you actually kind of have a skill here. So um, they ended up like taking me on as like one of their artists and then they ended up paying me in the long run, but it was a 225 um, foot long mural. It was a wall and I got to paint a couple sections on it. And that really got me interested in doing like more mural work. And um, I realized that with the push for murals, a lot of organizations, social justice, political justice, all of those type of organizations started reaching out. And that's really how I got into like the art through activism. And it was really cool just because I was learning a lot about these organizations that are inner communities that I had never heard of before and getting to work with all these really amazing people and other artists. So that's kind of how that started happening, just like through the mural work. Oh, yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> how does an open call for a mural work? It's on Instagram. People just say, hey, like, we need a helping hand, like, come out on this day at this time or call this person. I'm just like, okay, hey, let me just, I'm like kind of shy sometimes. So I'm just like, okay, like, I don't know if I should call them or message them. But this time I did, I was like, I'm going to do it. Like, what can you lose? Nothing really. So they say yes, then they say yes. If they say no, then I'll find another one. So all through Instagram, social media has been probably one of the best things for artists in the last like couple of years just so much information gets spread and you know people reposting and sharing everything like it's been really nice <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like confidence is key huh just oh yeah absolutely <laughs> just kind of set aside you know whatever doubts you have and just say hey i'm gonna go for it and just be okay with whatever you know outcome happens and you know if something doesn't happen the way you want it to you'll, there's always going to be another opportunity so. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to keep that advice with me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So do you have a favorite like artwork, not just mural or painting? Do you have a favorite one that you've done? That I've done? Ooh, that's pretty hard. Hmm. I feel like that's really tough. I have like this really um, bad thing that I do whenever like, I paint something that like I don't ever want to like release it from my hands you know like I don't <laughs> I don't like to sell my artwork because of that but actually um I can definitely say that one of my favorite pieces that I've ever done is was one of the first ones that I did um coming out of um like school at Cal State San Bernardino it was a painting where I decided to kind of mash Lupita Nyong'o um, and Princess Tiana from Princess and the Frog. And I kind of just like morphed them together and it ended up being like this really cool, like life-like princess with like this kind of glowy aura. And then um, I was really proud of that because that was the first time I've ever done something like that. Like I've always had this idea of like mashing like celebrities with like Disney characters because I'm like a little Disney girl. And um, that was like my first, I feel like successful piece. And then I ended it into an art show at Cal State and then it got first place and it was chosen by a juror. And then um, the Santos Manuel Student Union at Cal State, they ended up buying it. So I was like, oh my gosh, like this is like really cool. But that one was a really cool piece. And I'm sad that I sold it because I wish I still had it. But yeah, <laughs> I think that that's sounds, probably one of my favorites. 
That sounds awesome. I love Princess and the Frog too. That's like one of my favorite Disney movies it's ever. <laughs> uh, so you went to Cajon, correct? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Am I? Okay, yeah. I'm, a, uh, I'm curious, what did you do for your personal project? Uh, my personal project? Um, so for mine, I did this version of... Uh, I was learning about, okay, so when I was younger, I really liked to make YouTube videos. (laughs) And because I was into like all the Disney movies and things like that, Tim Burton's like one of my favorite directors, creators, artists. Um, I made a stop motion film and kind of based off of, you know, the things that I had seen in the, in the movies and just, it was very, (laughs) very like short because I did not realize like how many frames you needed just for like a second. Um, and it was very tedious and I did it out of clay. So I made a claymation and it was like this very simple video of like a ball kind of rolling in, sprouting like into a flower and then it kind of like crumbling and then like withering away and then going away. It took probably like 10 hours for me to do it and just figure it out because I had to keep reshooting it, you know, you know, like little things were like off. But it was really cute. It was like a 30-second film. And yeah, that's what I did for mine. <laughs> that seems really cute. Oh my yeah. god. I had to do an animation project and that was so tedious. <laughs> Very tedious work. I, I was like, ooh, you know, a lot of people like when you they find out that maybe you like to draw, they're like, oh, like why don't you go to animation? Then you're like Disney. You're like, oh, you can work at Disney, do all this. And I was like, never again. Sorry, that one's just not for me. <laughs> for my own my own enjoyment (laughs) yeah have my own time not have to meet a deadline all the time absolutely yeah (laughs) so do you prefer do you like to do any other type of like art like you know clay or you know do you take pictures or short Mm -hmm. films or whatever yeah actually one of my minors um in or concentrations when I was at Cal State was in photography. I thought it was just really interesting. Um, took a lot of pictures, created some like really interesting things that I probably will never bring back out. <laughs> um, so that was really cool. And photography is actually a big part of what I do anyway, because I like to use photo references when I'm painting. So um, it's nice to be able to take your own reference photo of someone and say like, hey, I need you to do this, this, and this. Um, especially when like the internet can be kind of limiting um, when it comes to certain things. Um, But then the other thing I do like is sculpture. I don't do much of it now, but um, I found kind of little ways to include it in kind of like what I'm doing. So one of my projects um, before I graduated from Claremont was um, to kind of use like these mannequin heads. And I ended up like changing one of the mannequin heads to actually like kind of fit more of like the way that my face was. So I used like clay and stuff like that to kind of, you know, make it look more like a black girl instead of just like the standard, like one face fits all mannequin type. (laughs) So that one was interesting, but yeah, those those are kind of like the other mediums that I like. Yeah, that's cool. I can, I definitely can see though why oil painting is your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, do you have any like artists that kind of inspire you or not even just artists, you know, people in the real world, activists, you know, family yeah. members? Absolutely. Um, one of the people that actually got me into 
wanting to paint and making that decision to go from criminal justice to art was Carrie James Marshall, um, the black artist um, who's super famous now, does a lot of amazing work, especially relating to the black experience. Um, I saw his exhibition at LACMA, maybe I wanna say a year before I decided to make the transition to change my major. And it was like revolutionary to me. Like I thought the way that he's able to like hide symbolism in the paintings was like really cool. Um, his work is really inspiring to me, um, including um, like Hinde Wiley, um, Amy Sherald, all black artists that are, you know, really amazing and doing really awesome things and being recognized for it. You know, Kendi Wiley and both um, Amy Sherald were um, chosen to do the Obama portraits. So um, I thought that was really cool. Um, and just in real life, I mean, like my family, I, I come from a family of four or three amazing and super strong black female women, my mom, my aunt, and my grandma. And I would not be able to do any of this if it wasn't for their support. Like, absolutely, like they are my world. <laughs> so I give everything to them. Like, they were always so supportive. They, you know, they're like, Kayla, you know, you like to draw. Like, why don't you just, why don't you just try this or try that? I'm just like, I don't want to do it, whatever. Like, that was kind of um, pushing back a little bit. But yeah, I'm really glad that they encouraged me to like, try new things and then even go to grad school for painting and all that like they didn't say like oh like you're gonna be like a starving artist or something like how are you gonna pay for anything and they were just all really supportive and so absolutely I give it all to them yeah family support is always the best it motivates mm -hmm. you the most <laughs> <laughs> exactly um have you ever gotten to meet any other you know like artists whether big small and you know just talk with them yeah um Luckily, at Claremont Graduate University, they have this really awesome program where um, for one of your classes, you go to different museums and stuff like that. And our department chair at the time, David Pagel, um, is a writer for the LA Times and he's an art critic. So he'd give us the opportunity to, um, you know, speak to other artists, you know, like kind of get inside their heads a little bit. So we spoke to a lot of different people um, in a, like kind of like from Palm Springs all the way to LA, people that lived in New York. Um, you know, even if it was just through Zoom and we had the opportunity, the opportunity to talk to them. Also, Cole James, who was an amazing professor um, and only got to teach us for one semester, uh, gave us the opportunity to have like these really informal dinners and we got to cook for the artist and just, you know, sit down at the table and just ask questions and have it be really relaxed and comfortable. And I'm really grateful for those too, because that really gave a better intellect, um, like, look at exactly what being an artist meant outside of creating. And so that was really helpful. And of course, being at CGU, my awesome cohort, I have so many new amazing friends and artists that are um, really awesome. And I get to talk to them whenever I need help. And they're also really supportive. So it was a good community being there. Yeah, it definitely seems like that. Um, I mean, that just sounds like an amazing experience to go through. Yeah, it was really nice. I'm sad that, you know, a little bit more than half of it was through COVID and on Zoom and stuff like that. But the part that I did get to do in person really did stick with me. Um, so that was a really good experience. Yeah, seems 
very fun and involving. <laughs> <laughs> very involved. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, what advice would you give to any, you know, younger person who's trying to get into art or, you know, gets frustrated easily or is thinking about giving up, you know, how would you encourage them to kind of stay with it? Oh, it's a learning process. It's, you know, I know I even have this, you know, problem with wanting things to look exactly like how they are in my head and maybe not necessarily being able to produce it that way. But the thing with art is, you know, practice makes perfect. And the paintings I was making four years ago when I first started versus today are almost two completely different things. So I would say, you know, try not to, you know, harp on the fact that maybe you're not exactly where you want to be now, but the more that you keep doing it, you will be eventually. And it comes a lot faster, you know, once like the more you start painting, the more you're like thinking about art, um, researching things, even for me, um, even watching YouTube videos of people painting helps me. So you're like, oh, that person did this like a little bit differently and they did this instead of the way that I would do it. And then you think about those things while you're actually like practicing. And then you end up being like, oh, like this is kind of like what I needed. So it doesn't just stop once you're, you know, you put a paintbrush down or a color pencil down or whatever. Um, you know, you can constantly be thinking about things like that. So don't give up. I know it's hard. Just keep trying and um, it'll all get better. <laughs> I know it's easy to say like, oh, like everything gets better, but it actually does. It's actually really surprising how it does get better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so like on the topic of that, you know, um, what type of like learner are you? Because I know that there are, you know, visual learners or people who have to, you know, see it and then they can do it. But there's, you know, practical learners who have to actually do it or there's a auditory learners who have to hear it or there there are even people who would just have to read it and then they can do it so you know what have you found works for you a little bit of everything (laughs) (laughs) but for the most part like sometimes I need to hear things sometimes I need to see it sometimes I actually need to do it but really what works best for me is when like say someone is showing you how to do something is when they say you do this you do this, you do this, now you try it. And I go, okay, you do this, you do this, you do this. So I'm more like a visual and like practical learner. Like I kind of have to have both of them together. And um, you know, there's other times where you like, I need to see it in writing and I'm just like, I don't understand this. Like, but that's the thing about like, I think being an artist is that you get real um, good at being like adaptable and being able to adapt is a really like crucial, like important, part about being an artist, I think. And so being able to kind of trickle into like all of those ways to learn comes um, in handy a lot. So definitely a visual and practical learner though. So got to do it and I have to see it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the same way. I can see it and then I, but if I don't do it, it kind of leaves my brain immediately. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Like I'm really bad with like names sometimes. So like you could tell me like, oh, my name is Alyssa. And I'd be like, hi, Alyssa. And I'd turn and be like, did she tell me her name? Like I have no idea. Like I have to repeat it back and be like consciously like her name is this. Yeah, I do that with my mom. I'll ask her a question and I'm like, okay, mom, I know I already asked you this, but I've already forgotten. Can you tell me again? <laughs> um, so you haven't really been doing art for too long, it seems, since you, you know, you just did it in college and you just got your master's degree. But, you know, do you think that your your art has changed a little bit, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I kind of mentioned this a little bit before, but when I first started doing art, I was kind of only relying on like celebrity figures because that was like what was readily available. So um, I would like go on the internet, find like my favorite stars. Like I did like Miley Cyrus and Rihanna and I used them like Beyonce as like figures because there's so many pictures of them and because I like to do uh, like photo reference and try to like do things a little bit more realistically. I always thought celebrities were like the easiest thing to draw or like paint. And then I realized that it's really sad, but once you have like a picture of a celebrity, it doesn't really become about like what message you're trying to push necessarily. So like, say like I just did like a painting of Kobe, nobody would care that I did the painting of Kobe would just because it was Kobe that people would like it. And so I was kind of messing with that. And that's when I started to transition into kind of using my own photo references or like finding people that were a little bit more anonymous looking um, when it came to the photo references. And so I did, I went from painting and drawing people that people, uh, people already knew to kind of creating my own like little Frankenstein images of people and, you know, taking the eyebrows from one girl, like the nose from another girl, just to make things a little bit more universal so that it became less about who the person I was painting and more so about like what message was I trying to bring and like why did I paint the person looking that way. So yeah, it's more about the story. Exactly. More about the story, the narrative. Um, so that's definitely how it's changed. Also, like, I've become a lot more, I have like more rules for myself when I'm painting now. So it's not just like, oh, like, I want to paint this because it looks pretty. I'm like, now thinking about like, what does this color do to the person that's looking at it? And how does it affect the way that the figure looks? I'm just a little bit more meticulous now. Yeah, you know, you want to make your your whoever's looking at your painting feel something and sometimes mm -hmm. you got to use those colors <laughs> absolutely yep and color is the way to do it a lot of times so yeah so do you tend to um want people to think about like your message for themselves or you know do you or do you sometimes kind of paint out like what it is like here it is this is what it is or do you want um, it to be more subtle i definitely like it to be more subtle um I am really bad at kind of making things obvious, which is really weird. You would think that like someone who's thinking about the way that a color interacts with something and like how that would make you feel would be more obvious. But I do like things to be a little bit more subtle so that like the person kind of set or sits with the painting for a little bit longer. And like that viewer and that figure that I've painted kind of have more of like this personal connection because I have a, um, I don't really like when things are obvious because then I'm like, oh, I get it. And then you move on and you don't really think about maybe why it's obvious or, you know, like it doesn't take you very long to come to any conclusion. So I like for people to sit with my paintings a little bit more. I like them to like look deep into their eyes and, you know, <laughs> um, you know, try to figure things out a little bit more. So definitely more subtle. Yeah. Uh what goal do you have for your art? You know, like, do you want to have a museum? Do you want to put them in a museum? Do you want to have your own like place where you just showcase everything? Or do you want to just, just do it and see what happens? <laughs> you know, I would love to be able to have like my own, like gallery space and be able to represent um, like more of the community that was, uh, that I grew up in. Um, especially because a lot of times it's not as accessible to get to LA. 
Um, being from the IE, it takes longer drive, you know, even though people are like, oh, it's only like an hour away, but that hour can be a lot away for some people that may not have access to cars or like maybe have to rent a bus or something like that. So I would love to create more artist um, spaces here in um, San Bernardino. And um, also I would love to just do more murals. Like I would love to travel to do more murals. Like there's a lot of people that go to like Germany and like go to like Europe and stuff like that, go to Mexico to do murals. I would love to be able to do something like that. So hopefully one day I can leave the country or go to a different state and go do a mural and I'd be really happy. <laughs> I mean, yay, anything is possible. <laughs> mm -hmm. It absolutely is. <laughs> yeah. Um... That just honestly, that sounds so awesome to hear, you know, wanting to put more spaces around in the community for some people who can't reach it. Because I mean, I definitely know a lot of people who I think not, I mean, not a lot of people, but I know <laughs> some people who, you know, want to go see those things, but can't because, you know, they're so far away. And LA may be an hour away, but there's always traffic to get there. Always traffic. It's like uh, 45 miles could be like two hours long, depending on what day it is. So I mean, and there's a lot of work that's already going on, especially in downtown San Bernardino. I've been a part of a few groups that are really trying their hardest to create those spaces for people. And, you know, recently they've kind of researched the downtown art walks and which have really been really successful. So there's a lot of people putting on a lot of hard work and dedications, blood, sweat, tears to kind of make those spaces available for, you know, people that live locally. So hopefully all of those things keep going and, um, people are able to break through and get more spaces built and transformed for artists and people who like art. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you can really <laughs> hope for. <laughs> so you mentioned previously that when you were in college, you were studying criminal justice. I mean, why go in that direction to help the people? Um, I always, uh, my mom likes to say I have like a dark side. <laughs> 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 so I, I thought like, oh, like, I could be, like, a mortician or something like that. Like, it never goes out of business, <laughs> which is a really bad thing to say, but it's true. Um, I always uh, really liked doing, like, kind of, like, crime-involved, um, like, activities. I remember, like, in middle school when I was at Cesar Chavez, we had, like, those big science fairs, and a lot of my projects were to, um, like I did one where it was like how to detect blood and like make it uh, luminescent so that like if you sprayed something on there, it would like actually illuminate. And like, I was like following like a lot of things like I watched like CSI and like Law and Order. Like I was always really into all of those things. And I just thought that there was a lot of, especially being in French San Bernardino, that there was a lot of maybe crimes or just things that happened where people didn't really, um, they couldn't find justice. So that's why I think I went in that direction. I've always wanted to help people that way. Like, you know, there's just a lot of bad things that go on. So if I could kind of help someone feel better about it or provide closure in some way that I wanted to help that way. But once I realized that in criminal justice, justice has a very different meaning, um, I figured that there might be some other way that I'd be able to uplift people. And I think the best way was going to be through art if I wasn't actually going to be able to physically go help in the criminal justice realm. So that's definitely the way that happened. <laughs> Did you ever though, like maybe when you first started doing art or some, or even, you know, even up to now, did you ever kind of regret not doing criminal justice? Mm, 
I don't think I regretted not doing criminal justice. There's parts of me that still like wonder what would happen if I stayed that way. Um, like if I ever would have even come back to art at some point anyway. Um, but I think I had just that feeling that this isn't actually the thing that I should be doing. And once I felt the feeling of like doing art, that like changed everything. So I didn't feel so bad about leaving that realm. And especially like, um, it's been really crazy. I've had experiences and seen what art does for people and how emotional people get. Um, just when we were doing the John Lewis mural, um, one of the artists that I was working with, his name is Marcus, um, he decided to put a section of the mural that included lists of names that of people who were killed by the police or in police encount, um, encounters. And actually one of the mothers of uh, her son was actually killed by police and her son's name was on that list and she broke down crying and she said thank you so much for recognizing my son like there's so many of us out there that aren't recognized that people don't know their names and that was absolutely crazy to see because you just kind of realize like wow like this is a lot bigger than what you think it is so there's so many things like that that happen like even with like the murals and just you know even doing like my personal stuff like that like people really feel like a really good connection so um it feels good to know that even though criminal justice isn't in the picture anymore i can still kind of help people that way so yeah that oh that it sounds i mean just just to see that must be so feel so rewarding you know when you see yeah, we were all in tears crying <laughs> I would be too. I'm a very uh, emotional person. My mom calls me empathetic, but I just say sensitive. No, yeah. No, me same. We're empathetic and sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for my last question for you, Akela, um, you know, what advice would you give to any young person who is trying to become an activist? An activist. It starts from like right now, honestly. Um, if you feel like something needs to be said, you just say it. Literally, you just speaking something or you writing something, like even if it's on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, um, you speaking up for what you think is wrong, that's like the first step in activism. Then like you go in, you find like people that think like-minded um, and maybe there's organizations around you, you know, there's lots of ways to like Google different orgs and there's actually a lot of organizations within the Inland Empire that have a lot of activism and they do a lot of things to help other people, um, you know, community service wise, you know, um, going to go help people, I don't know, bring meals to maybe who are uh, people who are um, houseless, um, things like that. Um, there's so many little things that you can do. And sometimes, you know, people that like activism are kind of shy, like myself, and whether it's painting a picture that maybe uh, expresses the way that you feel, or maybe writing a poem, writing something down, um, it, it can be as little as that, something like that. So whatever you think you feel like you need to stand up for, just go for it. Yeah, that is... I think that is great advice. <laughs> that's what I'm. <laughs> that's what I try to do. Honestly, I love yeah. kind of. I've been trying to keep myself informed and mm -hmm. learn more. <laughs> Keeping yourself informed is probably one of the biggest steps, especially just having an open mind as well. 
um, you know, be willing to hear different arguments for things and uh, really make sure that you're kind of creating your own um, narrative for yourself that is open and um, well-informed and maybe not so judgmental, just kind of keeping all those things in mind definitely helps. Well, thank you so much for talking with me, Akela. Um, so I welcome. loved it. <laughs> I was so happy that you responded to me that you wanted to um, do this interview, and I'm so glad to have learned all of this about you. Oh, thank you so much for reaching out. I mean, I'm always happy to help, especially in my alma mater. You know, I <laughs> I loved high school, honestly. <laughs> so I had a really good time there. Um, and obviously any advice or anything I could share that would help someone else out, I'm absolutely more than willing to. So yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any like projects that you're, uh, that's going to come out soon or, you know, have any big thing that's going to happen? Yeah. Um, next year in June, I'll have a show that I'll be a part of. It's a group show, um, focusing on women in the Pomona Valley, so, or people that have worked in the Pomona Valley, um, and that'll be at the Ontario Art Museum, I want to say. I have to look back at everything. Um, you know, there's more murals going on. I'm doing a mural in LA right now. Um, that should be hopefully done within the next couple of months. I'll try to stay um, more active on Instagram every once in a while. I like to take breaks just because sometimes things can be really overwhelming, and that's okay because sometimes doing <laughs> A big job like some of the things like that I've been working on it kind of is like okay you need to just take a break you see a lot of things you see a lot of things on the internet it's okay to you know kind of wind down a little bit um, but yeah I'll definitely try to post some more stuff keep people updated on what's going on and that was the amazing Akela Bird Green thank you so much to everyone who tuned in and listened to our conversation I hope you all enjoyed don't forget to follow Akela on Instagram. Her username is at artbyakela. And to everyone who listened, please share this with your friends and families. And don't forget to stay informed and stay active.